Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Side Cakes. My name's Liv. This is M. M. Say something. This is gonna be a lot for me to remember. <laughs> and we're your Meta Side Cakes. We're your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, as psychic mediums, twin flames, and business comedian extraordinaires of the YouTube everything's. And we're here to talk to you about time travel. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, one of the things that we do called Psychic Chicken, where one of us knows nothing about a topic and the other one knows as much has as we possibly research. can. <laughs> yeah. In this case, M has done the research on time travel and I did not. So we're going to see what type of souls, spiritual beings and things like that would like to elaborate the monstrosity of time travel to me. And then M will tell you what she, you know, researched. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. So it's going to be based upon Einstein's ideas about time travel. So I told her in the video to talk to Einstein, but I think you talked to his student or something. Yeah, like a student aide or something. I don't know. I also talked to him, though. It was like both of them at the same time. Kind of like when I talk to my spirit guides, I'm not talking to just one of them. So what do you think about it before I tell you all of the backstory? So we did a video on this already, and it blew my mind. We had a lot of fun doing it, so I'm hoping we have half as much fun recording the podcast version of it. But the first person I said that I saw was like a dude in a brown suit with like a brown hair. He's like wearing a tweed suit. He looks very 1930s-ish, 40s-ish. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> they showed me a reflection in a mirror and I like drew a little tiny, uh, let stick me just, figure. <laughs> yeah, I drew a stick figure, but let me just say that when we first started to do this, Em's like, the people want us to cover time travel. I'm like, Time travel, to myself, I was saying, time travel is not possible because you can only f do time travel, like, not physically, so only metaphysically, and I've never time traveled, as I know, metaphysically. Except so, you are time traveling right now. So I was like, physical time travel, 100% not plausible in any way, shape, or form, or even, like, theorized. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Couldn't couldn't be a thing. Absolutely malarkey. Except it is because you're moving one second per second through space and time. So uh, then I got schooled by presumably Einstein, Einstein and his friend. And I think I've talked to Einstein a couple times before for different things on our Patreon. If you're interested in talking to us on the Discord server. You can. Apparently Einstein talks about a lot of the weird stuff that we already talk about, which is interesting. Yeah. Do I think I'm cool enough to talk to Einstein? No, but as... Do you? Yes. I would just... Bite me. I <laughs> People always ask me if I'm afraid of dying, and I'm not afraid of dying. I'm just afraid of the things that I won't get done before I die, so then I'll just be, like, anxiously obnoxious about it. Like, I forgot the refrigerator was running. You know, stuff like that. Because when I die... I want to meet all of the old dead people that are so fucking cool. It's ridiculous. Albert Einstein, Amelia Earhart, Abraham Lincoln, Harriet Tudman, a whole bunch of fucking people I would like to meet. Teddy Roosevelt, 100%. Absolutely the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Anyways, 
I didn't think this was possible when we started doing it. So I was like, put your mediumship hat on and don't be a jerk and just listen to these people. And I'm like, it's going to be hard for me to not be a jerk and put my medium hat on. Well, actually, I told you I have no idea what I'm about to talk about. So good freaking luck. Hopefully you can explain it to me. Yeah. And that's what happened. No (laughs) pressure there. So they showed me first a reflection in a mirror. So imagine if you... If you were to like play Bloody Mary in a bathroom by yourself. And then Einstein shows up behind you. That would be a plot twist. <laughs> Surprise, bitch, equals MC squared. <laughs> Sorry. This is time travel through the mirrors. <laughs> um, Rick and Morty, the people from Rick and Morty, are you listening? Uh, anyways, so imagine if you were in like a small bathroom by yourself looking at a mirror and instead of having... The door behind you, there's another mirror behind you and a single light bulb on the top, like a storage closet bathroom type thing. So they showed me reflection in a mirror. So light refraction causes a delay in the perception of time. So similar to how, you know, like if you're in a fun house of mirrors and there's a whole bunch of mirrors and they like make it look weird when you like move your arm or something. Sorry, I'm asking you about how when you put two mirrors facing each other that it creates portals. Because you just said that light, when it refracts on things, makes it slower. Is that what you just said? It can delay in, it can give you a delayed perception of time. Yeah. So if it reflects on a whole bunch of mirrors in a fractal sort of way, (laughs) it would create spinning vortex of portal, right? Go on. I have no idea. (laughs) They showed me like, you know, if you have uh, like the, what what are the really, the lights that cause seizures? <laughs> you know what I'm talking flashy about? Lights. Yeah, no like idea. super flashy lights. If you change the light to not be super flashy, but like the relation of the point in which you see yourself to the point of where the light bulb is, as well as how dim or how bright the light bulb is, that's going to change the perception of how fast your hand moves in relation to where you are in space kind of without blinking the lights really fast where it looks like your hands going like that but that's what it would look like if you change those parameters anyways so they said changing the perception of light on the subject and its standards is what will impact the system of the experiment so we talked about what a system is in science A system is just like a controlled area in which the environment or the surroundings of an object, which is going to be the system, is influenced by those things and vice versa. So the best, easiest thing that they teach you in like chemistry 101 of a system is going to be a thermos. So a thermos is used to keep something hot or cold, right? Now the environment is what's going to change whether... The contents of the thermos can be hot or cold, dependent on the surroundings of it. So if you put a thermos in a really, really, really hot room, but the contents are cold, it's going to sweat. So what people when thermos companies try to do is change the system or the cold liquid in the thermos to not sweat given the insulation. So it has to do with like energy, basically. So anyways, the system of this scenario is you in a bathroom with the light bulb the surroundings are the mirrors and the light bulb so if the light bulb changes the perception of you is what's going to change the system does that make sense yeah okay good so we're trying to change the environment or the light bulb to see how it interacts with the system which is you and your perception of yourself given the light so 
A reflection in a mirror, the light refraction causes a delay in the perception of time. This refraction or the delay in the perception of time is because of the change of the perception of light on the subject in the standards of the scenario. So I wrote down, without light, time would not exist and neither would existence itself. So think about it. Sunshine is what creates everything. Everything. If the sun ceased to exist, nothing would grow. Everything would stop and no one would be able to see anything. So therefore, your perception of where you are in relation to everything else, which is time, would stop eventually because everything would die. Light must play a pivotal and physical role in existence itself. Light and the roles it plays must enact a physical phenomena on physicality itself. So for example, where a control must change for a system to be altered, we must think about the control being light which when altered in the right way can change the system, being physicality itself. But first we must understand the physical ways in which light alters physicality and then the constraints in which light exists to influence it. So that last sentence is important because he made me specifically right. First we need to understand the physical ways in which light alters physicality, i.e. space. And then the constraints in which light or time exists to influence itself, which is relativity. So how does space and time influence each other relative to one another? And that's what he told me. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. So if we're able to change, well, first we need to understand how to do this in order to change it. But once we can understand those parameters, if you're able to change how light reacts physically to an object then you can place that object in a space and time that is relative to the era in which you wanted to exist at so you would need to know the parameters of how light say if you want to travel back to the 1820s would it interact with your physicality and then change the light that you're reacting to to the specific parameters of 1820 And therefore, it should enact a physical change on your body. Yeah. So that's time travel. Or something. (laughs) Or something. So the backstory behind time travel. There's a lot of different ideas surrounding time travel in regards to like philosophy, physics, quantum physics, all of the things. What we're going to cover today is the ideas that Einstein put out in regards to relativity. So, first off, what is time travel? Time travel is the concept of movement between certain points in time. In regards to the movement between different points in space by an object or a person, and typically with the use of a hypothetical device known as a time machine. So, everyone can actually time travel. You are doing it within our perception of time in the sense of you are moving one second per second because you are moving through time and space into the future now einstein found out that the faster you move through space the slower time moves for you so like you age more slowly if you're moving faster through space and time which always blows the freaking whatever out of my brain So they 
talk a lot about the speed of light. So Liv, in her dissertation of what Einstein told her as a psychic medium, talks a lot about light and how light dictates time. Honestly, we both believe that this is true as psychic mediums, and Einstein talks a lot about how the speed of light kind of dictates the ability to move through time and space. So, for example, you cannot move faster than the speed of light, but you can get very close to doing so. And moving through the speed of light, like he said, you are going to age more slowly if you are moving faster through time and space. Which, again, still does not make any sense to me. Even though he, like, shows me it visually, it's hard to explain what's happening. Because <laughs> it sounds counterintuitive. Well, I liked the example that you had of, like, in a rocket ship. Yeah. that explains it really well. Well, that's in me. regards to time dilation. Which time dilation is a little bit different. He says time dilation is one of the ratio aspects that we have to understand in order to quantify how time travel could be possible. Yes. So like I know in parallel universes, I talk about quantum fluctuations and the different mathematical equations used to understand the parameters on how parallel universes may exist at like 10 to the seventh possibilities or something. Yeah. And that's a certain type of equation. So those equations are mathematical ways to figure out the influences on a system. So in the the idea of parallel universes, every parallel universe that could possibly exist is one of the equations that can be used to quantify how our Earth, in relation to all of these possibilities, could allow one of those possibilities to be possible. So in the things that we need to understand about time travel, that is one of those equations. Yes, so... Time dilation is based upon how fast an object is moving through space, but also the gravitational pull of an object. So, for example, there's a whole bunch of experiments done in regards to, like, GPS satellites. So first, let's start off with what is time dilation? Time dilation occurs when two different clocks show a different elapsed time. This is not a matter of faulty hardware, Time dilation is a physical phenomena in which time moves differently for different observers in the same inertial frame. So in time dilation, time moves slower for an observer who is in motion relative to another observer. To a stationary observer, a moving clock will tick slower than the one that the observer is holding that's moving. So a clock in a rocket ship is going to move slower, that's this rocket ship is moving obviously, than someone that is standing still. And that just always blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I told you in the video, how Einstein figured out the theory of relativity because he was somebody who was able to lucid dream. And if you guys don't know what lucid dreaming is, lucid dreaming is where you are able to control all of the aspects in your dreams. So when Einstein was asleep, he was figuring out and conducting scientific experiments while he was asleep. And the way he did this was by positioning himself on a train station. So he figured out that relative to someone standing on the train station, time seems to move differently relative to a person who is on the train at a certain speed. So could you imagine being able to, in your dreaming time, your sleeping time, test 
theoretical scientific experiments while asleep and then also do it when you were awake that's crazy which is literally what you just explained of someone mm -hmm. that has a clock and then another person that's moving with the clock it moves slower for the person that's moving faster yes theory of relativity but he did it with trains <laughs> yeah so he also explains again that the idea of time dilation isn't just based upon things moving but it's also based upon the gravitational pull of something. So if something is farther away from Earth, it's going to move at a different time space or a time whatever speed than us on Earth. So, for example, they did a lot of experiments with GPS satellites. So when you're using the GPS satellite to, like, I don't know, find your next whatever from the lady that talks to you from the GPS. Pizza. Next pizza place. They have to do a equation in order to get the same time because A, the GPS is moving through space, but they're also at a different gravitational pull because they are on the edge of the earth, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that is the example of what time dilation is. But time dilation is kind of like the consensus of being able to time travel in a physical basis. So one of the things that they like, describe which again does not make any freaking sense to me is that if you are an astronaut and you go to a place that's like i don't know 10 light years away your clock in the spaceship is going to move slower than if you weren't moving at all so it would technically take you less than 10 years per year to get there even though that's doesn't necessarily make logical sense in the sense of it would technically take you 10 light years and if you're moving at the speed of light it should take you 10 light years to get there but according to time dilation you would get there sooner yeah which is why in star trek <laughs> <laughs> they move at light years and they put it into maximum overdrive as plankton would say yeah so you would get there in like three light years instead of 10 even though if you were moving at the speed of light mm -hmm. which is weird but at this point, I got very confused and I started asking souls questions. <laughs> Which one of you flat foot <laughs> is going to answer my question? Explain yourselves. <laughs> this makes no sense to me. You're just in the corner. Future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what they talked about is the fact that it appears that time travel is affected by the speed of an individual through space in the surrounding gravity of that space. So as a psychic medium, it seems that time travel is based on frequencies. So live in our parallel universe, parallel dimensions podcast. It was talking about how during the Big Bang, the Big Bang had like different spurts of energy. I don't know what word you used for that. Quantum fluctuations. So basically there was a Big Bang and then there was another one and another one because of there is this different spurts of energy. Like DJ Khaled. The way that I view that as a psychic medium is that's creating of the dimensions. And when I say dimensions, you have like the first dimension, the second dimension, the third dimension, which we are on. So for us, we are on the third dimension and we are dictated by physical time. And physical time is one of those frequencies that we have to abide by. So that would be the speed of light. Wait. I know I'm interrupting your thought, but I will not be able to keep this for a really okay. long time. Okay, so if every quantum fluctuation is a different dimension and we exist within the parameters of the 3D, if something exists 
that is similar but different, same, same, but different, on a different dimension that isn't dictated by 3D quantifications of how we understand our world now, is that how Mandela effects happen? Or the, like, time-space continuum where, like, someone lived a different life? No, it'd still be in three-dimensional time. But what if one of them doesn't exist by the same parameters? Like the speed of light is different in a different one, which is why it like overlaps. I don't know. What are they telling you about that? That sounds like a thing that the probability of if light is different there. But it made a lot more sense in my head and then I couldn't explain it very well. Because from my perception, light wouldn't be able to move faster in the third dimension and that's what makes it the third dimension. But if a fourth or fifth dimension that exists before or after in the quantum fluctuation, like jellyfish thing that uh-huh. the universe did, yeah. then maybe it's not under the same scrutinized structures as our three-dimensional plane, which yeah. is why it filters into ours and can disrupt it. And that's why people well, are like, of. why is it weird, but not weird? I don't know. Anyways, sorry, continue. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where what I said to you last. You said you were asking the dead people, the flatfoots, for explanations. I said that a while ago. What? <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. I'm living one second per second, and you're living one second per second, so no, we should be on the same page. Your ADHD shut off when you started thinking about the Mandela effect. <laughs> so if you think about the third dimension and how the frequencies move throughout the third dimension... You can then think about when you are like in the spirit realm. The spirit realm or the fourth and fifth dimensions are going to have different frequencies that it is governed by. So they are outside of the physical time, which is why people like to say that time isn't linear. And to kind of debunk that, the way in which Liv and I like to describe time is it's kind of like a river When you are in the river, the current is going to take you in one direction, which is why we as physical beings view time as linear. We go from past, present to future. However, if you are a spiritual being or if you pass and you leave your body, you have the ability to go out of the stream of time and basically be on the like outer banks of the river. And that allows you to be able to jump back in time wherever you would like. You got something to say? No, I was going to make a thing that's on my Netflix channel called Outer Banks that keeps telling me to watch it, and it seems like some sort of like weird It's very dramatic. Thing. It's a very girly, dramatic show. Yeah, it sounded like some sort of... Very cringe, ah-ah, uh, uh, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that I can't prevent myself from watching, because I am also cringe, ah-ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Anyways... So understanding that the fourth dimension has a different frequency, they are governed by a different time. So if you think about our frequency, our frequency probably moves at a slower rate, and then the frequency above us probably moves at a faster rate. So they are governed by a different kind of time. So if you have all of those ideas... It creates this kind of natural restriction in order to keep the balance within like time travel, if that makes sense, because there's a lot of stipulation and skeptics in regards to time travel, because they're like, if you timed travel, you would create paradoxes, which we will get to. But it has this kind of natural 
restriction to that because as physical beings, we have to stay within the stream of time. We cannot jump out of the stream of time with our physical bodies and move up and down the stream. We have to pass in order to be able to do that. So us as physical beings, we can physically uh, interact with our world here. It's very easy for us to do that. So we have a greater impact if we were able to time travel that would cause absolute chaos if we were able to travel to the past. However, once we pass and we're in the spirit realm, we now have the restrictions of we are higher in a higher dimension and we don't have the physicality to have the same effect as if we were physically there even though we do have the ability to time travel within the stream of time does that make sense si senor <laughs> si senor so serious now i'm telling you all this and now i'm remembering that we went on a ghost hunt a few days ago and a soul told us about how timelines work <laughs> yeah we were, was it the Fairfield Infirmary? Yeah, I don't know. I think so, because everything was blue and white and made me not want to have my kitchen blue and white anymore. Yeah, Fairfield and Madison just kind of look the same to me. <laughs> Lots of rooms. Yeah. So I think it was Fairfield because we were talking to a soul named Margaret. Mm -hmm. And she was having a lot of fun talking to us and was very much a willing participant, like <laughs> happily just flashlight speaking with us about all of the, the tea. And I was like, oh, okay, well, Margaret, since you're here and you're a cool, cool ghosty friend, let me rack your brain about this question that's been fucking me up for a couple of days. So I had a reading with a soul, well, with a real person and one of their friends, past loved ones wanted to talk. And he told me that, my client has a son who is autistic and her past loved one was also autistic or on the spectrum, they believe. So he was talking about how when he was alive, the soul, that his favorite time was hanging out with his niece and nephew because he got to see a child just like he was, but be accepted for who they were. And also as an adult now, be able to interact with someone that you related to and not just be not always relating to the people that you have to have relationships with. So it was like his favorite time. And he told me that the only thing, and his soul has never said this before, that makes him sad about passing is the fact that now that he's in heaven, he cannot interact with his niece and nephew in the way that he could if he was alive so as a psychic medium i understand that when a soul passes when they're in heaven or spirit they can manifest the surroundings around them but he basically told me that if you're past you cannot manifest a version that is consistent to your past loved ones that are currently living now and i was like fuck my guy <laughs> That makes me so sad. You are sad to be in heaven because you cannot have a representative manifestation of the people that you love most. And he was like, no, I can't. So that makes me upset. And I asked Margaret if that was true because it absolutely just like ruined me and has been for a couple of days. So what she explained to me, she used roads to explain things to me. It's like we are on a road and we're on the ground road 
Whereas when you pass in your spirit, you go onto like a bridge that is suspended from the ground. So time is already laid out, like I said, in this river kind of metaphor in the sense of like everything is happening currently, is about to happen, or has already happened. So past, present, and future is already laid out. But she shows me that it's laid out in this sort of road-like scenario in the sense of you're on the ground level when you are currently living in the physical realm. So when you pass, you kind of like take a ramp up to the higher level where you're on the bridge. With that being said, if you are a soul and you pass and your niece or nephew is like, I don't know, six or something, you remember them as being six. So they are on the ground level until they pass at like 106. So once they pass at 106, they're going to be completely different individuals than you knew them when you were currently existing with them. You have the ability to like see and be around them, but it's not in the same physical sense until they also have passed. And it's not a time thing in that regards. It's just they are going to be significantly older when they are in spirit with you. It also just touched my heart because I've never had a soul say that. So for a soul to be like, the only sucky part about being in heaven is I can't be here with you. Never had a, a normal soul say that. They're like, it's fine. I can still see and interact with you, but like, it's not whatever. Yeah. Just in my opinion, I feel like that's the most heart-wrenchingly genuine autistic thing someone could say. Yeah. Of but like, it makes sense. Everything's great, but also I really miss you. And this is the reason why. And you're like, that is not something I would have thought of why. <laughs> right (laughs) yeah it's really beautiful and extremely tragic at the same time everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So when we were talking about time dilation, we were talking about how time dilation works. So like I said, it deals with moving through space and it also deals with gravitational pulls of things. So a lot of people like to associate time travel with wormholes so the idea is we understand what a black hole is a black hole is basically a i don't know what you want to call it some sort of spatial being that has an intense gravitational pull however the problem with black holes is if you were to go through them they would absolutely crush you because their frequency literally just feels like flatline So the idea that Einstein has is in regards to the idea of a wormhole, which a wormhole, the main distinction between a wormhole and a black hole is that a wormhole is a funnel-shaped space-time tunnel between two points of the universe, whereas a black hole is a cosmic body with extreme gravity from which nothing can escape. So the main difference is a wormhole you can go through Or in other words, a wormhole would be like the idea of a portal. 
And that's where Liv starts telling me about the weird infinity symbol thing that you were showing me. Yeah, they talked about how wormholes, unlike black holes, because black holes, things can't go through. It's just, it stops. It's like There's just no frequency in it. So if you are a thing with frequency, it flattens you. Yeah. So with wormholes, to take the infinity symbol and like tweak it just a little bit and then put it at like a, I don't know, 20% access, <laughs> 20 degree access. They say because of the way the energy flows through the wormhole, you can go from one side to the other, as well as the tilt or access that has to do with the gravitational pull. That's what the access is for. Because mm -hmm. Earth wouldn't have gravity without the access, you know, like the tilt. Yeah. So the tilt, because I remember in the video you were asking me why it was important. And I was like, the tilt is important for the stuff that goes through <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it makes sense to you, not to me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really bad at explaining things sometimes. I know, that's why I'm asking you to explain Well, that. I'm glad that they can give it to me now, because they're like, remember how she talked about how the, the gravity interacting with the physicality is what also has to do with time? So anyways, that access is important and the shape of it as well. So depending on where it is in space and time and the thing flowing through it, you can go from one side to the other. Yeah. And they, the way they explain a portal to me is it's kind of like a chemical reaction that happens that changes your frequency in order to put you somewhere. So with that in regards, they used the idea of like, the different elements, and when I say elements, like the elements on the periodic table, they gave me the different idea of certain elements have higher boiling points than others. And because of that, that allows certain frequencies of beings to be able to go through certain portals. So for example, we talk about the hell portals that are like flat in the ground, and they're mostly this low vibrational portal that is meant to transport dark entities from place to place well a dark entity has a lower melting point or a lo lower boiling point so when they go up to the higher frequencies that's when they become almost like gas-like and they need energy in order to exist there so that's why we normally talk about dark entities in that sort of sense like they're gases and need energy from you in order to exist in the higher place but that's kind of how the portal works. It's kind of like a chemical reaction that happens in the sense of like heating or changing the frequency of an object from like a solid state to a melting state to a gas-like state. So if you were a light being and you went through like a dark portal, it wouldn't affect you as much because your frequency, your melting point is a lot higher than a dark entity would be because your frequency is a lot different than a dark entity. So that's how different portals work because again, we have the like hell portals. We have like the human portals that are upright like doors. And we've also seen portals that like literally look like jigsaw puzzles that open up. Mm -hmm. And if you guys are interested in us talking more about portals and things like that, let us know and we will do that. So the next thing is something called closed time-like curves. So in a closed time-like curve, and this is kind of like different ideas about how time travel could be possible. So in a closed time-like curve, the world line of an object through space-time follows a curious path where it eventually returns to the exact same coordinates in space and time that it was previously at. So in other words, a closed time-like curve is the mathematical result of physics 
equations that allows for time travel. So, for example, if you think about a closed time-like curve, if you watched Harry Potter and the Time Turner, that's kind of how this idea of time travel works. In the sense of, they start in the infirmary and they go through everything that has already happened, but now they're going back in time to do the things that they did, whatever, as a second person. But they end up back at the infirmary after they're done doing their time travel thing. Does that make sense to you? Was probably not listening. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think about Back to the Future of every time the car goes backwards against the gravitational pull of the Earth to go back in time. Once they go forward to in the, the future back again, it's right where it was before with like flaming wheel tracks. Yeah, so... The idea is that you have to return back to the place in which you started or had time traveled. Step on your left foot. Don't forget it. So the idea with that is that you basically, the things that were meant to happen when you time traveled did happen physically. I don't know if that makes sense. The same thing that happened in Harry Potter. They go through the timeline once. And all of the like weird things already happened. And then when they traveled back in time, they realized that they were the ones doing all of the weird things. Yeah. This goes into the idea of time travel can create paradoxes. And it goes with the skeptic who is known as Stephen Hawking. And he proposed a something called a chronological protection conjecture that the laws of the universe would ultimately be such that they prevented any possible time travel. So they use the idea of something called like a grandfather paradox, which is basically if you go back in time and you, for whatever reason, wanted to kill your grandfather, if you killed your grandfather, <laughs> I just, you always say kill your grandfather and I just think it's yeah, funny. Because it, that's what the grandfather paradox suggests. So whoever whoever made this paradox wanted to go back in time and kill well, their grandfather, just, but they're like, gosh darn it, Bobby, it wouldn't work. It's one of the thing that's, things that's the most illogical thing that could happen. I think they also just wanted to kill their grandfather. I mean, possibly. Scientists are very literal about things. Like, literally, there's a microorganism called Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> literal. Since she interrupted me, I won't finish that, and we'll talk about paradoxes. No, <laughs> so we're going to talk about it. So a paradox is... No! I want to talk about the parodies. I'm getting to it. Paradox. You ready? You going to interrupt me again? Parodies. So a paradox, specifically something called a temporal paradox, that is in regards to time travel, is a hypothetical contradiction of cause and effect within a timeline that results from traveling back in time. So... They refer to something, like I just said, is called a grandfather paradox. So the idea is if you were to go back in time and kill your grandfather, your grandfather is literally the reason why you are existing. So you wouldn't be able to go back in time if he doesn't exist to, like, give birth to you or give you life. In this paradox, grandfathers birth the children like seahorses. So, We've been in this room for a very long time, and I'm very hot. Well, now it's hot in here, so. It's because I'm here. No, it's not. So, the idea from Stephen Hawking is that it would be illogical to have time travel because it would mess with the logical ideas of how 
you would go back to the present. They would create these illogical. It would create these illogical paradoxes. I want to know about his party. I wasn't. Oh, invited. you want me to tell about the party? Yeah, I wasn't invited. No, you were invited. I was not. You, you were only invited after it happened. <laughs> I was not invited. So Stephen Hawking had a he did an experiment, which is very cocky. In the sense of he had a party, which is a paradox party, but he didn't advertise for the party until after it happened. Because his idea was if there were time travelers, they would just time travel and go to the party. But no one showed up. So it proves everything. (laughs) Right? It just (laughs) proves that I wasn't invited. Or something. Also, you're like, this is how pretentious he was and then goes into the story. I have an entire synopsis on people with the name of Stephen Hawken? No. Is it spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N? Yeah. E-N. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know another person that has the same spelling of the name, and they go by Stephen. And I also know that Stephen Hawking did not go by Stephen. He went by Stephen. People who fucking spell their name. Maybe it is Stephen Hawking or Stephen Hawking. I just read it. I didn't actually look up how do you pronounce it. I know. I'm just, every time I've met a Stephen, they're like, it's actually Stephen. And I'm like, since when does PH go V? It doesn't. And for you to sit there and tell me that I'm saying it wrong is pretentious in and of itself, Mr. Stephen Stephen Hawking. So moving on. <laughs> I have a problem with that if you couldn't tell. The idea of paradox, like I was describing earlier, is kind of in the idea of like physicality won't let it happen because it isn't a logical thing that would happen. But it's similar to the ideas that I was talking to you guys about before in the sense of we are in the third dimension and we are limited by the physicality things that are here. So we can't have the drastic change versus the spiritual beings can't put in the drastic change. So it naturally makes paradoxes impossible. However, what do you think about a paradox? Oh, sorry. What do you think about like time travel? But instead of creating paradoxes, it created parallel universes. (laughs) I have a question. What? How did he advertise for his party? What do you think about paradoxes and the idea of it actually creating a parallel universe? Well, if he just put it on a sticky note on his desk, nobody's going to know. Everyone knew. That's how I could find it on the internet, my dude. Time travel. It's a likely story from a guy named Stefan. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Sorry. What was the question? So instead of paradoxes happening, do you think that it would just create a parallel universe? Because that's the idea that they use in Marvel movies. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say no and go with my original tangent ADHD thought of if we exist in the third dimension, a quantum fluctuation separate from the dimension in which we preside as the third one exists and there world is not governed by the same light year perspective as we do then that is how their parallel universe can influence our 3d dimension so i'm gonna say no it's just that parallel universes already exist and you're just within one but technically i create other parallel universes based upon the decisions that i make 
So what if I made the decision to time travel? <laughs> what if you... Considering the fact I am time traveling now. What if you make your decisions because the parallel universes have already made them for you? The fact okay. that they exist is what allows you to make your decision. But does that mean that I can time travel? I'm going to say no, Tonjo. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to side with Stefan over yonder and say that if parallel universes can be created, they're already created cuz time's already laid out, but that's not what I'm asking you. From a paradox, right? From a paradox? What? Then his party would have been attended in a parallel universe. But the parallel universe already exists, but we wouldn't know about it. Because we're not a part of the parallel universe. I'm going to say no. About? Just fucking cuz. <laughs> Bet. So I'm going to say the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Fight about it in the comments. Let us know in your Apple reviews. I don't actually know what your reasoning is. <laughs> My reasoning is because a paradox would have to be plausible in the first place for a parallel universe to arise from it. But since paradoxes don't exist, according to Stefan then you can't have a parallel universe created from a paradox. Why not? Because a paradox doesn't exist. Because okay, no one time traveled. Bigfoot doesn't exist? Bigfoot exists not from someone time traveling and creating a new parallel timeline. It's that they exist yeah, but that's your, separately. You're not giving me a reason. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm Okay, what is it? Paradoxes cannot exist because you cannot time travel. You are time traveling now. You can't time travel into the past. How do you know that? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been in this room for four hours. It's really hot. And I need another soda. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> if I say yes, will you give me a lollipop and leave me alone? I would break under hard interrogation so fast. You told me you wanted to be a part of a debate club, so bet. <laughs> When did I tell you this? Like every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I never said I'd be good at it. You told me you wanted to be a lawyer. Somebody always needs to end the discussion. Sometimes that's going to be me. Is it going to be I because don't think I'm it right? Ever is. Or is it going to be just because I walk out because I'm hot and I need to Are drink? you ready for a dad joke? <laughs> yes. If is you it guys. About timelines? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's about leg day. <laughs> If you guys want to get featured in the dad jokes on Apple podcast, there's, you can give us a review and leave us a dad joke instead of a review. So this one is by, I'm sorry, Eliza. And the joke is for leg day at the gym, my trainer asked me, what kind of swats did I want to do? What time of, what type of squats? Yeah. Sumo squats. This is not a good one. <laughs> you ready? Sumo squats. I told him diddly squat. That's actually a really good one. <laughs> of course. It. Diddly squat. And in a parallel universe, you didn't even go to leg day. In another parallel universe, in a different timeline, maybe you went back in time just to go back and do diddly squats because you realized that leg day was a sham and you're now, now you can't walk. And hopefully... In our parallel universe of the future, we have more dad jokes because that's all I have. <laughs> if you could go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and also a dad joke and or comment that you really liked about this podcast, we will feature you in the next, you know, podcast thingy. So 
Until next time, thank you to all of our patrons, our sidekicks, and everyone in between for supporting us so that we can continue doing pineapple weird dad joke squat diddly squat days for you in the future. We are your meta sidekicks. Wow. You know, if we could time travel, you could take out my clucks during the the outro. I'd have to strangle you like Bart Simpson. <laughs>